How does one go from a career in engineering to becoming an internationally renowned singer and actor? And how do you make your passion project your money project? Today's guest will share his inspiring story about how he made his passion into his career when many would be too scared of the risk and just give up. Hi, my name is Vindya V. This is Art of the Extraordinary, the podcast for those of you who's ready to play a much bigger game and leave an extraordinary legacy behind. I'm glad you're here and it's time to make your quantum leap. My guest today is Matt Westin from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who gave up a promising career as an engineer to be a country musician and actor. Starting from his very first single, his songs hit various international charts and he will also star as Johnny Cash in an upcoming film production. And this is his inspiring story. How did you go from being an engineer and having a career in engineering and then to being a singer that is singing songs at international level and now even being a movie star? (laughs) you make it sound so glamorous (laughs) well i guess it goes back a long ways since i was a kid i always been involved with music and acting was always an interest of mine but i focused on academics and i kind of always did what i was supposed to do you know i went to school for engineering and didn't really like it and i worked as an engineer for about six years and i hated it so when i lost my job i decided i'm not going back And I'm going to pursue something that would make me happy and something that I feel like is more of a purpose for my life instead of just a job that will pay the bills. So I took the risk and I'm really happy that I did. In hindsight, it was scary. And my family, my parents and everyone was like, you're crazy. Why are you you leaving engineering? It's such a good job, stability and good money and benefits and all that. And I just had to do it for me. And it took them a while, but now they're all on my side. They think I made the right decision, and I think I did too. I actually moved to Los Angeles for about a year. I was pursuing acting about the same time that I moved to Los Angeles. My father got sick, and he ended up passing away about a year later. So when that happened, I was really just in a dark place, just a downward spiral. I was hitting rock bottom. So I had to move home just to be with my family and just for my own mental health. But I left acting on the West Coast and I'm back in Pittsburgh. What am I going to do with my life? I'm depressed. I'm angry. I'm lost. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, that's when I switched to music. I describe it as kind of like a spiritual experience. I can't really put my finger on like what day or how it happened, but I just knew in my heart that I had to pursue music. And my father had always encouraged it. He loved when I would sing and he would always push me to keep doing it. So I decided to dedicate my debut album to my father and honor his memory. And what ended up happening was I found what I feel is the true path that I'm supposed to be on for my life. And it was a big part of my healing process, you know, getting through losing my father. And I basically built myself back up from scratch, from the ground up. And now I'm a recording artist, an international recording artist. And it's happened so quickly. I lost my father three years ago. 
and here we are talking right now and you're on the other side of the planet so life is kind of strange you know how it works that way it's it's bittersweet and i wouldn't be here right now if my father hadn't passed away so that's actually what keeps me motivated because i don't want to let him down and i want to make him proud it makes it hard for me to i don't know what i'm trying to say but <laughs> it's just it's a lot of emotions and i don't think i'll ever really get over it but the music has really helped me to get through it and inspired me and motivates me and i'm just really proud and i know he's proud so and i'm really glad to be talking to you <laughs> likewise for sure well i want to come back to you know you've got a new song out and i want to talk about the movie as well but before that i just want to ask you you said that you just did what you were supposed to and a lot of us do how did you know that music was the direction to go and you could possibly make a career out of it or did you know that at all when you started Well, it was really just like I said it was almost a spiritual experience. I just knew in my heart that I had to pursue this and dedicate it to my father. That's what I did. And honestly, I didn't know what else I was going to do because acting was on the back burner. I'd moved back to Pittsburgh from Los Angeles and engineering was far in the rearview mirror. So what was I going to do with my life? And it just hit me somehow i just knew that i had to pursue it and i know there's no guarantees in anything in this world but it was really just a leap of faith and trusting in what i felt that god had told me and what i felt inside my heart so i took that risk and i took that step and it just so happened to work out i'm still climbing the ladder i'm really just getting started but i am shocked at how quickly things have progressed and how well i've done so far so i really keep seeing little signs here and there every day that tell me keep going that you're doing the right thing and i really feel at peace with what i'm doing i've traveled a lot of different paths in my life you know i was geez i don't know how many different kinds of jobs i've worked even right now i'm doing electrical work just to pay the bills and construction and stuff like that but i finally feel like i'm doing what i'm supposed to do so really it was just i had to take that leap of faith and take the risk and i didn't know what was going to work out and you know what i still don't there's no guarantees but i'm going to give it everything i have because it's coming from a place that it's all heart you know it's all heart it has nothing to do with fame and money and this and that i'm doing it for the right reasons and it feels really good so i'm going to keep going So when you first came out with your first single I think it's Our Redneck of the Woods and your first album did you expect the response that you received cuz from what I understand it already went and hit a few charts across the globe Mhm it did and what's crazy is I knew the music was good I really just wanted to make music that I like and I think I have some pretty good taste <laughs> I guess to each their own but I didn't really understand how things worked. I really was learning as I go and I didn't expect to be charting overseas. I was really blown away. It took a while to get used to the fact that my voice, my song is being listened to by someone on another continent right now and I don't know them, they don't know me, but they're listening to me and it's just really surreal. I'm starting to get used to that a little bit, but no, I had no idea that it was going to go as well as it is. Well, I think you probably already do and I know as well. There's a lot of people who has been pursuing music for a very long time since childhood, but for some reason either they don't get where they 
ultimately want to or it takes a very very long time to even release an album or to be signed to a record or something like that so looking at the short time span that you've done everything that you have done which is pretty amazing what would you say are like some of the key factors that came in to that actually helped to the success that you have up until now sure well there's a few things that i always tell people when they ask me questions like that. And I think there's really three things, three main things. Now, the first thing is you have to believe in yourself because if you don't, you're not going to make it anywhere. And no one's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. So that's the first thing. Number two is you've got to surround yourself with good people that you trust, people that believe in you, people that support you and help you. And I've been really blessed with amazing people that have pushed me to be better and have propelled my career in ways that I could never have done it alone. My producer introduced me to so many amazing songwriters, musicians, and publishers, and tons of people in the industry. They've all been like becoming more and more like family, just really good people that I give a lot of credit to because they're helping me to build my brand and my career and to get my name out there. So surround yourself with those kind of people. And then number three, you have to take some risks. If you play it safe, you're going to end up in a cubicle like I was when I was an engineer, you know, and miserable. If you don't step out on a limb, you're never going to know what could be. So I feel like it's been blessed from the beginning. And it's probably because, you know, I'm doing it for the right reasons. I'm surrounded by really good people. And I might have a little bit of talent, I guess. (laughs) I'm always my own worst critic, but you can't give me all the credit for the success that I've had because I've really been surrounded by amazingly talented and wonderful people. Well, first of all, I take my hat off to you in the humble way you talk about the people and you're not all about saying, oh, yeah, I'm just awesome and it's because I'm awesome, but you're giving credit where it's due. And also, like, a lot of people who come on the podcast as guests, everyone is trying to save face. And even if they are going through struggles, they wouldn't tell you and they wouldn't mm-hmm. tell the reality. But I take my hat off to you in saying that, like you oh. mentioned that, you know, you're still doing this other work because you still got to pay the bills <laughs> and no one would come and say that. <laughs> and well, really, well, really appreciate for that. Yeah. Well, no problem. You know, I have nothing to hide. And that's one thing you got to believe in yourself, but you also got to be you. Who else are you going to be? You know, I don't want to be anyone else but me. You know, I only get one chance at this life. So I figure, you know what? I'm going to just do what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to tell you. Life is tough. So you're playing Johnny Cash mm-hmm. at this movie. So tell me about the movie. How did it come about and what does it feel like? Because from what I understand, you have followed Johnny Cash and your music is influenced by his as well. Yeah, well, the film isn't about Johnny Cash, but he is a character in the film. Basically, the movie's about, well, it's called 116 McDougal. It's the address of the Gaslight Cafe in Greenwich Village in the late 50s, early 60s. And The movie is basically about the owner of the Gaslight, John Mitchell, and how he protected all of the artists that he had 
that would play there and would read their poetry there, read their stories there, and write their music there and perform there. A lot of folk musicians got their start there. Bob Dylan, he was like 19 years old when he was there. A lot of just iconic people came through there because it was the beginning of the counterculture movement in the early 60s, like the hippies and all that. And their message was considered a threat. It was counterculture. So the owner of the Gaslight Cafe had to protect his artists from the mafia, from the FBI, from the police, from the local government. And he ended up changing music history and American history in the process. And Johnny Cash used to pop in there from time to time when he was in town. And he would perform a few songs for them whenever he was in town. And I think that's probably where he became good friends with Bob Dylan. I was lucky enough to be selected to portray Johnny Cash in this film. My friend, she has a small role, but she's also the hair and makeup artist for the film. And when she heard that they were casting they were looking for a Johnny Cash. She suggested me and they called me immediately. And it just so happened that I had a recording of me singing Folsom Prison Blues. So <laughs> I sent them the file and literally within you know a couple hours, I had the role and I was the only one that they auditioned. So it was really just kind of meant to be and it just fell into my lap. But it's like such an iconic role. To portray a legend like that, I actually have goosebumps on my arm right now talking about it. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Cash is, you know, definitely one of my idols, and I couldn't be more honored or more excited. And what's very cool is, too, not just the film, they're adapting it for Broadway as well. And they asked me if I'd like to be a part of that. So I said, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> of course. So I'll be not just in a film, I'll be able to perform live for thousands and thousands of people as Johnny Cash. So it really hasn't sunk in yet. <laughs> but when it happens, it'll probably be one of the greatest feelings and one of the greatest accomplishments that I've had thus far. And we just did a stage production about a month ago here in Pittsburgh for the Carnegie Mellon International Film Festival. We did a big finale concert like play for them that's based on the film. That was only about an hour and a half long, and it's honestly probably one of, one of my top 10 memories in my life, just being a part of it and surrounded by so many talented people. And again, I'm really blessed and really lucky to just have such good people. I really haven't run into many issues since I started doing music or since I got involved with this film. I haven't ran into any issues with like divas or people that are backstabbing me. Everyone's been so warm and welcoming and helpful and supportive and just cooperative. So I'm hoping that that continues. I know, I know there's a <laughs> lot of jerks out there, but I'm trying to avoid the jerks. You know, I want to enjoy what I'm doing. So, yeah, this is going to be an exciting year. <laughs> Absolutely. And you also released a new song just earlier in the month. So what's the idea and what did you want the audience to get out of that new song? Well, it's called Stomp On and it's basically just very relatable, like lyrically very relatable because it's just about your stomping grounds, like where you hang out, where you feel comfortable, where you have fun, where you like to go and blow off some steam and listen to music or play darts or have, get drunk or whatever. It's just a really, honestly, it's a simple concept, but the song is... I think it's actually pretty badass. I wanted to paint the picture of like Clint Eastwood 
walking up Main Street at noon with his big trench coat on and his boot spurs and his hat and his cigar and his pistol. And just I wanted to paint that picture sonically with the music. And when the song opens, there's heavy bass and it just sounds massive. But you can hear boot spurs stomping. And it's really cool. And I just think that the song draws you in and paints a picture. And I really like songs that do that, songs that are kind of visual. It's just more engaging to the audience. I think it's more enjoyable. So I think we accomplished that with this song. And I actually just found out today that I reached number 33 on the iTunes country chart in Canada (laughs) today. I was like, wait, what? I was looking at the other names on the chart. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm up there with like some of the big time people that are mainstream. So I think we did a good job with this song. Apparently, there's been talk about pitching the song to some professional sports leagues to use potentially <laughs> on like uh, like in their stadiums or something for like chance for their team or maybe for like a commercial, like promotional TV package for a team or something. I don't know. I think this song is we raised the bar. With this one, my debut album was fantastic, but I think this raised the bar a little bit, and that's what I want to continue to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty amazing. So given the career path you were on before, which is engineering, this feels like a complete 360, right? So what kind of things did you... So 180, 360, <laughs> I'd go right back to engineering. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It is 180. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good point. Well, what kind of things did you have to stop doing that you were doing before to be on the path that you're on right now? And what kind of things did you have to pick up, whether that's skill-wise or mindset-wise? Or what did you have to change, basically? Well, I guess I didn't have to change very much because I had already been singing for years And personally, just having fun, you know, whether it's at karaoke or singing in my car or singing with my cousin's band or my friend's band. So the music's always kind of been a part of it. A couple of things I did have to change. I didn't have to get up at six in the morning anymore. I didn't, (laughs) I don't have to sit in a cubicle anymore. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I haven't changed. That's the thing. You know, I was basically living my life as I wanted to live it except for when I was in the office. And that was very forced. So me as personally hasn't changed very much. I just feel like I fit in better now with what I'm doing. Not mm-hmm. much has changed. I still have the same routines. I love to work out. I got my TV shows, you know, I mean, I'm practicing guitar and singing more, but other than that, I'm just living life, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels like this is something that has been long time coming, but you didn't yeah. really take the calling for a very long time. Yeah, it took me a while to figure it out, unfortunately. But you know what? Sometimes I get down about that and I regret it a little bit. But then I think, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And that's all part of my journey. It's all part of what made me who I am. And I wouldn't be the artist that I am or I wouldn't be the person that I am today if that all didn't happen. So would I change it? I don't think I would. I know there was a lot of time lost, you know, probably 10 years of my life, but it's just part of my story. 
I know that you said that you do your music and whatever you do, you do it for the right reason and you're doing it for yourself more than anything else. When you release a song or when you do something creative and when it goes out into the world, it's not received the way that you expected it to be received. How would you face that or how would you tackle it? Well, that's the thing. It's the same thing with acting, actually. There's always going to be people that are critical or, you know, there's always haters, they say. And that's fine. Everybody has their own taste in music. So you have to be able to take criticism. But I luckily have enough like confidence, I guess, in myself and in what I'm trying to do and where I'm coming from, you know, a place of deep heart and soul and deep emotion, you know, with my father and everything, that if someone's critical of me, it just rolls off my shoulder. And uh, I say, well, hey, to each their own. And that's fine. Because I believe in what I'm doing, and that's really all that matters. But then, you know what? I get so much more positive feedback than negative. I have inspired people. I have touched people emotionally, and that outweighs any of the negatives. So I don't really worry about that. There will always be the negative people. You can't let them run your life. I let mm. that happen too much when I was younger. Yeah. The reason why I'm asking this is because there's a lot of people who – have got a different calling, but the security of the job or paying the bills and whatever the mortgage or looking after the kids, that keeps them where they are and don't think twice about changing because they're in that mind frame, right? So I'm just curious to know, like, what advice would you have for people like that? Who knows deep down inside, this is not what they should be doing. What kind of advice would you give to them? Well, I'm not really sure if that's my place because I don't have kids and I don't have the responsibilities that some people have that force them to make decisions that way. I was lucky enough to have the freedom to take the risk and to pursue something that's not guaranteed at all. It's very difficult. I was afforded that luxury. But for someone who's sitting in that cubicle right now, uh, like I was, I would just say, listen, listen to yourself listen to your heart. And even if you can't pursue something like this full time, make it a hobby, something that's going to satisfy that side of your brain. Like I was an engineer. That's one side of my brain, the logical side, but I'm also creative too. I had both sides that were fighting each other. So, but the creative side just won out. So you have to listen, you have to listen to your heart. And like I said, you take some risks, surround yourself with people that support you. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. There's no reason why you can't make music, even just for yourself. Just something to satisfy that part of your heart that's screaming for attention. And don't beat yourself up about it. Life's tough. Really, we all have to do what we have to do to survive. Like right now, I'm in another state for two weeks doing electrical work and beating the crap out of my hands and just trying to pay the bills. So we all have to make sacrifices. But I don't know. Give it a shot, even if it's just as a hobby. If you look back to when you started, which is a few years ago, were other than your friends and family, were there any like support systems that you put in place? Like other than the ones that you mentioned, like your producers, were there any structures that you put in place to make sure that you had the best chance at it? Not really, to be honest with you. Like I said, I'm pretty new to this. If you really take a step back and look at it, I was really blessed to be surrounded by some really 
good people from day one who believed in my vision, believed in my ability and saw something in me. So uh, I really just, <laughs> I was just, what I forget what the saying is like, by the seat of my pants or something. I don't know. Just, <laughs> it was just a wild shot in the dark, basically. No, I really didn't have a plan until I started talking to my producer. You know, and then we kind of came up with more of a game plan. But when I went to the studio for the first time to meet him and just tell him what was going on and what I wanted to do, he already had all the knowledge that I would need. And he started to teach me. So I guess kind of just made it up as we went along. I really just feel like, see, I don't really believe in luck, but. I just feel very lucky <laughs> because how many people, like you said earlier, have worked their whole life trying to make it in whatever industry they're pursuing. And a lot of times it doesn't work out, but I'm seeing a lot of success very early. So I don't want to take it for granted, but honestly, that's another reason why I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because it is working. It is working and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a written down step-by-step -step game plan. We were just like, all right, well, let's try this and see if it works. Well, it does feel like when you start listening to what the universe tells you or your higher self or whatever you call, the first step in that direction itself kind of starts to open doors that you didn't even know existed. And sometimes I think we're just so good at just shutting them off because, you know, it's inconvenient. It's not our plan and all of that. But it, mm -hmm. more and more I talk to you, it feels like you just had to take that first step and then the rest kind of start to fall in place. And sometimes it might not go perfectly well, but still it goes where it's supposed to. Yeah, that's perfect. I wish I would have said it that way. <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> correct. You just really have to take, well, I kind of did. You know, I took a step of faith and I just felt like it was the right thing to do. And so I did it. It was scary. But you know what else is scary? Not doing what you're supposed to do and wasting your life and wasting your time. That's also scary. So why not give it a shot and try something that you like? Try something that might be riskier, but you only get one life. You know, it'd be a shame if you wasted the reason you created. So that's kind of how I think about it. It might be a little cliche, but I think it's very true. Well, what would you say is the best advice you have been given throughout your career? I think I've learned it wasn't really advice. And unfortunately, it was through experience. You really need to be careful who you surround yourself with. It's kind of like what I said before, surround yourself with good people, because the best careers, the most talented people can all come crashing down if you're in a toxic environment or if somebody is not trustworthy. Basically, yeah, just through experience, because I've been burned in the past and I pursued film and you know, I had an independent film company and a few things I've done. But and it looked like there was some promise there, but ended up not working out because of other people that I shouldn't have trusted. So that's a big one. That's a big one. Surround yourself with the right people. Well, how would you know that they are the right people? Like what kind of signs would tell you that? <clears throat> well, I guess that just comes with experience too and with maturity. When I was younger, I guess I was a little more naive and I tend to look for the good in people. And I guess I was just a little bit too trusting and I didn't see the signs. But you know, when people are acting selfishly or just don't seem to be giving you all the truth or people are taking advantage of you or only need you or only talk to you 
when they need something, stuff like that. When you're in the, well, I guess any industry, but especially the entertainment industry, you really have to be careful because there are a lot of sharks, a lot of sharks. And once you spend some time with people, you'll know who you can trust and who you can't. I think surrounding myself with the best people is probably the biggest thing that has made my career take off. It's not just me. There's a lot of other people. But when I was pursuing film and I had an independent film company, I didn't have the right people. And a lot of time and money was wasted. And that was the difference. People. Mm. That was the total difference, unfortunately. Just out of curiosity, if you had to pick a group of people who has the best resume, so, you know, like skills wise, they are the best of the best, mm -hmm. but they might not be the best to work with. Which one would you go for? I'd rather work with someone that I relate to and that I trust, to be honest with you. The best of the best. Okay. Well, I think that's subjective. There are so many talented people out there and there's always going to be somebody better, but I'm not doing this to prove any points or to be famous and to brag. I want to make a life out of this. So I want to surround myself with the right people. What would you say is the worst advice you've been given? Oh man, I don't know. You kind of put me on the spot. I, <laughs> <laughs> There's the so many to advice. pick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I can think of an exact situation that happened to me and I'm still a little bit upset about it. And I probably always will be. I don't know why I should let it go. But back when I was an engineer, the department manager came up to me. We were at a baseball game. The company would take us out on different events and stuff. So we were at a baseball game and we were in the parking lot and having some drinks and grilling food. And the department manager comes up to me, which was a surprise because I hadn't talked to him very much and didn't really like him very much. <laughs> And he was like, oh, so I hear that you're into acting and you're into music. You, you like to sing. I'm like, yeah, I love it. I love it. And he was like, oh, I used to play in a band when I was younger. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And I thought he was trying to you know, reach out to me and become a little bit more personable, a little bit more friendly. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe he's not a jerk. Well, I was wrong because <laughs> after he said, yeah, I was in a band when I was younger. I was like, wow, that's great. Do you still do it? He's like, no. And he was like, I suggest that you stop doing that and you focus more on your job. And he just walked away. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, what a jerk. Like, I should have tripped him and pushed him into like a pile of garbage or something. What a jerk. <laughs> you just basically shit on my dreams. Like, <laughs> You know why he said that, though, don't you? He's jealous. Yeah. And also he's, he's scared he's... that you would actually go and pursue what you wanted and you'd become, you know, famous and have everything that he hasn't had because he gave up. Yeah, that's the one thing about, like I said, about haters earlier. A lot of the time, people hate on you because they're jealous or because they failed and they're regretful or it's more about them than it is about you. So that's why I don't take it to heart. When someone acts like that to me, that's really a reflection of them and their character. And it really has nothing to do with me. So you just have to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like sometimes this kind of advice comes from even the people that's really close to you and you think mm -hmm. that it comes from a place of love, but actually it comes from a place of fear for them. So fear. you got to yeah. kind of be able to navigate through that as well. Yeah, I've had to deal with that too. Luckily, I'm just a very strong-willed person and I've always just believed in myself. And I guess that's, well, not always, 
<laughs> I just knew that there was something more that I was supposed to do. I just felt it, you know, and it took me a long time to act on it. But I did, and I'm very glad that I did. Well, if you could go back to the beginning, when I say the beginning, when you were thinking about music or even when you first got started, what would you change about how you did things? Well, once again, you know, I don't think I would change anything because, you know, just like in the movies, when you do time traveling, you could screw up the whole future just by doing one little thing different in the past. So I don't know if I'd change anything, but I think honestly, I would have... If I could change one thing, I would say I would have started sooner, a lot mm -hmm. sooner. Yeah, because now I feel like I have to play catch up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I'm doing pretty well playing catch up, but uh, I really just wish I'd started sooner. But then again, if I'd started sooner, would I know the people that I know now? Would I have the same album that I have now and the same single? And would I be speaking with you? Probably not. Probably, yeah, probably not. not. So I just believe everything happens for a reason and I'm just going to do the best that I can. Well, that's actually, it's a really cool point because that's one of the things that I tell my clients all the time is that sometimes when you're just too close to things, it looks messy and it's not convenient. It's not perfect. But when you take a few steps back it, throughout your entire life, you see why things happen in a certain order because mm -hmm. there were bigger things in the making that hasn't happened yet. So it's that's right. still in the making. It's like playing connect the dots and you can't really see the image until you stand back and look at it. We're too close. We're too close to it. Like you said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What would you say is the number one thing you've learned about yourself having been through this journey? I've learned that I'm stronger than I realized and I am more blessed than I realized. I've been humbled. I'm a humble guy, but I've been very humbled just at the level of talent around me and the level of support that I've gotten. I'm so grateful. And I realized that, you know, losing my father, it almost destroyed me. I was not doing very well, but I did realize that I am stronger than I realized. I think until you're tested, you really don't know. And in the end, you know, what I thought was destroying me ended up making me stronger than ever and believing in myself more than ever and starting a new life in a different direction so yeah until you're tested you don't know how strong you are uh well again i can't give credit to just myself again i had a lot of <laughs> you know i mean i'm a man of faith so you know, i had a lot of help from above and a lot of help from family and friends so i'm just really grateful i've learned that i need to be grateful now, for us to listen to your new song, and if you have any new shows or anything new coming up, or if we want to get in touch, how do we do that? Yeah, well, uh, you can find me at mattweston.com. There's links on there for all my social media, I believe. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Matt underscore Weston, I believe it is. And I'm going to have, I think, three more songs coming out this year. I plan on releasing a new single every three to four months this year. So keep a lookout for that. And I'm also on YouTube as well. So basically, you know what? I'll keep it simple. Just Google me. It's very easy. <laughs> you can find all kinds of stuff on Google. <laughs> yeah, just hopefully. I mean, you never know what you'll find on Google, though. So hopefully it's all good. But, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> mattweston.com and Facebook. And, oh, and my music. My music is available on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon and all the streaming, downloading, digital services. So, yeah. <laughs> When is the movie coming out? 
We actually didn't film it yet. We're going to be filming it this summer. I think we're filming for 60 days and then there'll be a couple months of post-production. So it'll be most likely around the new year, it should be finished. And as for distribution or what they're planning to do with that, I'm not sure. I know it'll be at film festivals and if it does well enough, and I honestly, I think it'll be in theaters too. And also there's a soundtrack, a double disc, there's about 22 songs soundtrack coming out. And I have two songs on the soundtrack singing Johnny Cash. So uh, cool. keep an eye out for that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, what would you like to leave us with as the most important thing to remember for anyone who is going for something bigger than themselves? Mm -hmm. I think if you don't do it for the right reasons, then don't do it at all. But I'm going to go back to those three things that I always say. Believe in yourself, surround yourself with good people, and take some risks. If you just do those three things, that's going to open doors that you didn't even know were there, like you said earlier. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was really nice having you. Uh, really excited to see the movie and the new albums and the singles coming out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's very good talking to you. Thanks for having me. And hopefully we'll get to talk again next time I come out with something. So. Yeah, definitely. That is our episode for today, and I hope that became one more inspiring story in your journey to keep going no matter what your passion project is. Don't forget to go check him out if Matt is coming and performing anywhere near you. And also do check out the show notes at vindiav.com for all the information about Matt alongside the key points we talked about in the interview. Until I see you next time, keep at it in your extraordinary journey.